Welcome to Your Music is Bad and You Should Feel Bad. This is our uh, Prague Power debrief episode. Because uh, <laughs> I went to it, so we might as well talk about it. Um, all right. Let's see. I got the uh, the lineup here. Now, we're going to try to keep this one real efficient, like, because... Because I'm not a glutton for punishment today. Right. Because I have to get on a six-hour plane flight <laughs> tomorrow. Right, right. And so... And you don't want, like, the this music stuck in your head for that flight. Um, I, let's keep the, we'll keep the actual examples to a minimum also, cause since we're streaming, it's more likely to, to get flagged and shit. Um, and I don't think we'll need too much anyway. So, uh, first off it's now like officially four days, right? Pre-show is, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and then the main show is set Friday, Saturday, but it's technically called like days one, two, three, and four, which is extra confusing though. Cause they still make sure to be like, at one point I looked at the website for the lineup and it was like. Prog Power, days three and four, and then you scroll down and it's like one and two, and you're like, why are they in that order? It's like, because it's important that you know which is the real show and which is uh, the pre-show. Uh, so, the first day, Wednesday, was uh, Power Quest, Ser- <laughs> Serenity. I can't believe Power Quest is still around, <laughs> well, actually. that was part of the thing. I think it was one of those, like... I don't know if maybe they aren't. I mean, I don't think it was they made any big deal about it being a reunion or anything, but it, it, I was definitely like, oh, is that still a band? Well, is like, there how many people were on stage? Soap up? <laughs> they yeah, was, was, <laughs> there was uh, only like two people in the band. I, 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 I don't. I don't remember caring enough to <laughs> okay. notice. Okay, so like I don't know if I really watched. I think I came in and like saw enough of them on the monitor because they have the the, the show. On all the monitors. Wait, all four days is in. Yeah, it's the all in the main now. room it's now. Not, it's no right. longer in the bar. Right, it's all in the main venue in the, the room. loft, and that's good. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't. I came in, and I was like, yeah, I don't need to watch much of this, so I didn't. Understood. Uh, and that's pretty much all I have to say about Power <laughs> Quest. Uh, so the next band, Serenity, though, is interesting. The band named after. The spaceship on right. the Ex- sci-fi show, except they're not. I mean, they're definitely not. Uh, but oh, really? No, yeah, no, no, no. They're not. They're like. Uh, well, so here's what they're. I just assumed. No, are they just like not. very not metal? Are uh, they just very serene? No, it's just. It's not. It's just. Is it a George so Costanza like Serenity now? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it's so okay. So. Uh, Sarah, Sarah put a good perspective on these guys because, uh, so I, the last time they played Prague Power, I missed them. Uh, I wouldn't say you missed them. Well, right. But here's the thing. So I wasn't sure because I was like, I thought it might've been hilarious because the little, I think it might've been, it might've been the portable radio year or maybe, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that no, year. It was because I at least would have remembered right. that the. I didn't go see the band. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, well, the thing is, um, they they had a lot more people in the band. I thought last time. Again, I missed their set, but I remember like watching a clip and like, okay, this looks like it might be funny, but I don't. Um, but if I miss <laughs> it, I won't be that upset. But they had this uh, really hot singer. So there's their main 
dude singer and then there's this chick who i think she was just like a guest on the album but they got her to come to Prague power and to come to america and it was like a big fucking deal Wait, where are they from they're from austria but i think she was like french or something okay and so there's another reason i was like well maybe i'll catch their set and i didn't and i'm like all right well i'll catch them <laughs> this time they didn't bring the they didn't bring the other singer oh, okay and they also only had like uh drums bass and guitar so it was like f a four piece and there's like so much keyboards and shit on the album it's and they like, weren't like playing to a macbook or anything uh they might have been uh because a lot of people do have uh, are using backing tracks yeah. now and they might have had tracks but no, like, like everyone like the problem is all these what happens is shows we go to. there's only two ways that people mix backing tracks way too loud <laughs> way too quiet so either you can't hear them or they're overpowering like all the instruments you think you want to hear um and so like i thought from what i'd heard of them i expected a lot of keys and it's sort of i thought it was fantasy metal but uh sarah kind of corrected me on that um it's not so much that it's fantasy as it's supposed to be historical it's supposed to be based on history and the interesting part of that as sarah was saying is that one of the members of the band is like a history professor but she was like that seems odd because um the their songs seem to be a very like whitewashed very oddly positive version of history and i was like and is it like you know the exact like middle ages anglican history we would expect like the sort of the fantasy history the history that is used as the model for fantasy even though fantasy with maybe the exception of like game of thrones because of the whole like horribleness of it but there's still like magic and dragons and shit but aside from, you know what i mean like it's always like this rosy like uh king arthur you know like yeah the you know the wonderful chivalry right right and, chivalry uh, and like being a good thing <laughs> like and it's like you look into it and you're like uh maybe that shit should be dead you know <laughs> oh I um, have to, I, I really, if we're talking about history and we're talking about this, I have to mention this. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the other day, the, I don't know if she's the CEO or the CTO. She's a C level at YouTube. Mm. It was on Charlie Rose. Okay. And it, it was insane. She said so much dumb bullshit. <laughs> and I want to point out that, that we are live streaming both to facebook live and to youtube so whatever well we're live streaming to facebook we can't do both at the same oh time. okay well it but will end up on YouTube. youtube yeah um so she but the most absurd thing she said was because she was talking about like you know like youtube being a platform to like to communicate or whatever right and was talking about their global reach and i have no idea what their reach statistics are and and then she goes, and it's crazy. I mean, because she's like, imagine if, you know, um, uh, you know, when the when the printing press came out, like if if like twenty percent of women couldn't read, and I was like, wasn't it like ninety percent of all people couldn't <laughs> right? read, and like ninety nine percent of women couldn't read? Like I like I didn't like I don't know the actual number, right? Right, but, but I'm you're like pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure on this that yeah. like the whole thing about the the oppression in the Middle Ages was that the only people who could read were the nobility and the clergy. Yeah, and it was because the clergy <laughs> were the ones who spent all the time 
copying the Bible, which fast forward to me being in all private Catholic high school was what they make you do at detention is pretend you're a middle ages monk and copy the Bible. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just just had to get that out there yeah. on historical so, inaccuracies. Right. And that's very much. Okay, so like uh, and yet and these guys were from Austria. Not really sure. Wait, okay, so place. that was the next point, which is that at some point I was like, uh, I was like, you know, um, it's it's just, you know, it's about history. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's this typical whitewashed fantasy thing. But then I was like, wait, they're from Austria. That might be a little more concerning than if they suddenly have a rosy version of European history. And I was like, uh oh. And and like uh, it was just I, I don't know. They were just so they were so boring. It was just so it's just like they sound like a problem you know like you know how like uh it was very this is prog right but not even prog it was just oh, this, this is, is like power but not you know power metal like with like again if you can't hear the keyboards power metal just sounds like any other bad metal you know just like just sounds like trad metal yeah pretty much um so yeah it was super uh straightforward and did they have? I, I, did I they didn't have, stay for much of it? Did they have majorly overplayed oh. solos, or no? No, it was. That's the thing. There was not. I was like, why is that? I mean, I think it's the, you know, maybe they come off quote unquote symphonic on their albums uh, because there's a lot of fake strings, but uh, it was so like I was like I yeah I didn't miss anything the know, last time. I'm willing to bet the people who, when you can't hear their backing tracks, it's because what they did is they took the track from the album. And they just like exported it, right? Right. They didn't like normalize it, right? Because the sound guy is expecting it to be like if the keyboard player's live, they're gonna play it one right. volume. Because the sound guy does not want to ride the faders, right? Sound guy wants to sound check and then not right, do right. anything. Yeah. Well, there's and the other the other part of that is uh, the the theory I had, which is that um, a lot of bands, I think a lot of the newer bands. Uh, or should we say, you know, the earlier on the schedule ones uh, at Prog Power, because they're constantly like getting those, you know, like so, you know, new and exciting bands that I've never heard of. You know, that's what the half the it's always like whenever they announce the next. It's like the first few bands are almost always who? Like, right, I've never heard and of these people. I think part of that is that like, there's no way all these bands play shows regularly. Oh, so yeah. some of them so are coming out here. They don't know what they're doing. And, right, exactly because, um, and that means. A explains why all their tones suck, even if they have their own gear, because they're not like playing regularly and going, "Oh, gee, p people keep coming up to me and telling me my guitar <laughs> sounds like shit. Maybe I should fix that." And they can't, you know, they're not testing out their tracks, finding out how the audience reacts, you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, and there's more later in how in the one band that made me realize all the other bands sound like they don't play shows, and we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so the main thing was, uh, Sarah was like, you know, it's weird how they get from this guy who definitely knows the real history to the history that's in their songs. And I was like, and then I was, as I was watching them, I was go, and they had said something cause I didn't know they were from Austria until they like said it. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> that's, that's the history. <laughs> I'm like, so and anyway. well, I need to point out that this podcast has been upgraded from woke to super woke. <laughs> yes. So I did this like a month ago, but I've been <laughs> yes. in California. So I don't know if people can tell like, there's now a, like an added layer to my, yeah. to my woke, woke attitude. <laughs> um, and then this, I forgot, this is the best part of this. So after, after serenity is orphaned land oh, who's from Israel. Yeah. And then I realized, Oh my God, the Jews came out and they replaced the Austrians. <laughs> I was like, they actually,
actually I was like that's the thing those dudes were afraid of it's the Jews replace I'm not, them. I'm not sure it was and specific then, to at terrible power. But then, up. and then the headliner was Haken, and they're British. So like, then the British come in and just fuck everything up. Right. Yeah. Because the because Orphan Land was at least significantly better than Serenity. But then Haken, you know, the British come in and just ruin everything. So I used to um, work. I used to work with this British guy, and uh, and he had relocated to here in the U.S. And I, you know, was asking him about that, and you know, because like. I, I've at times thought like, oh, I, you know, it'd be cool to like move abroad, whatever. But I'm just like, yeah, but it just wouldn't wouldn't work. And I'm like, you know, how do you feel about that? And and he goes, he goes, I've never met an ambitious British person. Those were his words. <laughs> and I go, didn't you guys used to rule the world? And he goes, in in the characteristic British dry wit, used to. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, it was so. It that was, was so great. Uh, like like Eddie Izzard had that had a great bit where he was like when he was a kid and like the guidance counselors or whatever they call them would be like, you know, what do you want to be? And he'd be like, Oh, I want to, and he'd be like, all right, well, you're British. So scale it down a bit. And then he'd be like, okay, well, you know, now the whole bit escalates as him being like, okay, but you're British. So scale it down a bit. And yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, might be a preview of where America is going to end. Like if is, you want to know what it's going to be like when we're no longer on top is, is Britain like the peaked in high school? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not because I think the peaked in high school is like, is usually like, cause you were really hot. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So orphan land. Uh, all right. So for a while I really liked orphan land mainly cause Mabul is good. I and never then, got into it. Like, and I feel like I need to listen to all that stuff again because I, like a lot of people, and not just like people who go to Prague Power, like people who, you know, listen to different stuff were, right. were like so hyped on that stuff. And it just never like resonated well, with me. The but thing maybe is, though, I was listening to the wrong stuff or I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, here, here's how I feel about it. Because um, I've revisited, uh, it's Mabul and then the one after it is pretty good. The one after it, The Never Ending Way of Or Warrior, was produced by Stephen Wilson. So it's like their best sounding record. Um but when I go back and listen to them, I realize that it's really just like they both have a few standout tracks that I think are really good. But like the overall album and they're I'm pretty sure both concept albums, as is the newer one, all is one. But none of them are like grab me as like, you know, like when you in my opinion, and I have a lot of opinions about concept <laughs> albums, uh, a good concept album like. To some degree, you shouldn't be able to avoid, like, at some point picking up on the fact that it's a concept album. Uh, yeah, I definitely missed that on these, by the way. Yeah. Um, well, the one that's the, like, M Mabul is kind of more obvious because, uh, partially just because of the crazy lyrics and stuff, and, like, uh, and that there's literally, like, like, it's about the flood. It's about, like, you know, yeah. the... Um, well, and there's literally that, a song called the, the Flood, and Mabul means yes, the Flood. flood. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Um, and that's the most like obviously concepty one. The next one sounds like it's a concept. I don't know what it is. Never bothered to find out, and I don't really care now. And then the newest one, All Is One, is like the concept of their band in its most obvious format, and it's also their most straightforward album. And it's like way heavier on the clean vocals to the which I didn't even notice because I didn't. Uh, I maybe listened to it all the way through once. If the, I don't know if I even got all the way through it. It's just, I don't know if there was some lineup changes, but the the main thing is like Mabul, 
has a few songs with some cool riffs in them, right? And then you add that to the Middle Eastern sounding stuff, and uh, that's kind of what was cool. And the next one has a couple songs, a few songs like that. And then by all is one, it's sort of really straightforward. And I feel like whoever wrote the cool riffs is gone. And I know there were some key uh, guitar player changes, but I don't really know all the specifics. And also Mabul was like this whole thing that like took them years to put together. And so I feel like Mabul was the thing. And like, it also is what got everyone's attention. And, and now they're just doing and they're stuff. Never, yeah. They're never going to like do that again. Yeah. But even when I go back and listen to it, it's not like it holds up in terms of the structure of the whole album. Right. It's just, there's a few really cool songs and the overall, it's cool that like the, cause it's sort of based more on biblical stories, but I'm pretty sure they still made up some stuff to kind of have it, have their message or whatever. And their whole, their whole, they, all is one is their message is that like all these, you know, all of these uh, related religions can get along and every, and you know, and everybody stop fighting and like, let's have peace in the middle East or whatever. And like, I saw some posts like literally today uh, where they were saying, you know, they, they get a lot of, I guess they get f- like flack about, well, here, I'll just pull it up. So, I, uh, But, like, they're basically saying, like, we're a protest band, you know, th- we've always had this same message, and, like, so people giving us shit about it is dumb. And I'm like, yeah, that is dumb. Like, don't they get, like, your deal? But if they want to, but if, uh, here's some things they could have given you shit about. It's like, <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, here's, they, here's a post just uh, yesterday. Each time we have some sort of criticism or anger towards someone or something, people who fail to understand us wave against us with the all-is-one message saying, all is one or all is bullshit as if they were, I don't know, you know, this is English, but um, the point is he's like, it's a protest band and we have been since 1991. And that's like what our music, it's about uniting people with different beliefs and all that. And that's, that's good. And so like, I, I can only go so hard criticizing the latest album because like it's the most straightforward, but it's probably also the one that will get that message right. across so the most to some people. That's what I was gonna say. Like, maybe they're trying to make accessible right, stuff, exactly. Because they maybe they're like, well, we didn't blow up as a metal band, so like maybe we should do something that will reach yeah. people. Like, yeah, and and I think there was some uh, post they made at, at some point about like the new album, the harsh vocals are coming back or something. So. Like no. I, again, I didn't even notice that they had stopped doing them. I just noticed there were more clean vocals because I also don't think I finished listening to All Is One because it was just I was I was bored. Um, and to me, it was like hitting me over the head with their message. Like there's a song called Brothers, and it's like it's exactly it's like like these brothers, but like maybe they like are separated and then they you know meet each other later and it's like oh no we are fighting but we are brothers and it's like i I get it i get that you're gonna be like it's like we are the world but uh, as a metal song (laughs) no uh but yeah yeah so uh that's their deal but yeah my thing was i you know like i said everyone was high on this band and i listened to it and i didn't really care and then they were on a show with someone i wanted to see like it was a really weird bill i think it was like swallow the sun or somebody Mm. And they were awful. Yeah. Well, so here's here's what happened. The first time they played Prague Power was awesome, but that was mostly Mabul. What year was that? Um, jeez, I don't think I was there. But it's not super important. Yeah, I was just curious. Um, It was all they had, like Mabul, and then the new one was like on the way. So they played they played like the cool songs that I still like from the new one, and. Uh, and and it, so there wasn't a lot of clean vocals, and that's very important because I'm pretty sure their singer is tone deaf. And <laughs> here's why: so 
he always had some pitchy pitchiness stuff but like you know if you come from if you start off just being like a death metal band and then you try to gr- add you know melodic vocals it's it's gonna be tricky um but the thing is and so at first i was just like one of two possibilities a you know he's adjusting to it or b uh my my hypothesis without bothering to really like investigate too uh too aggressively was there was some possibility that like uh there's maybe you know like some middle eastern tuning system that he's more acclimated to like maybe growing up around maybe traditional middle eastern music um which i'm sure has some different you know uh or may have some different tuning mountains i don't know i I, the point is i didn't look into it so i'm like i don't know maybe it's that you know it's coming from a different uh frame of reference uh but now it's been like a decade and i'm pretty sure he's just tone deaf because you can't pick that up because the shows are getting worse and again part of it is like he's singing so much melodic stuff and the thing that clinched it for me is uh they had tracks so the backing vocal tracks Mm -hmm. were like you know like in tune yeah in tune with the guitar and then also they're playing the same melodies on a guitar which is clearly in standard western 12 tone so it's like yeah no he's just not great singer uh and the other thing is like he wasn't a great death metal vocalist either you know he kind of had one tone it wasn't great it wasn't processed super great so like even on my bull i was kind of like i don't really the vocals weren't great even on that um but whatever. So, but but I, there's some tracks on Mabul that I still think are really cool. Uh, but again, it's like the novelty also wore off, right? Like, so at first it's like you're American and into the, like metal, and then you're like, oh, it's a band from Israel and they sound Middle Eastern, and also it's about stuff. And so, and also for me at the time, I was like Jew metal, even though technically it's like not Jew metal because the whole point is that it's for everybody, right. even though they might maybe Jew- I think they're Jews. Um, but still, I was like, fucking Jew, and you know, it's biblical and shit. So I told all my, my Jew friends about it, <laughs> like, Jew metal. But uh, but now it's just like metal that's like, hey guys, let's get along. I'm like, all right, you know, good for you. I hope I hope it works, <laughs> you're right. I hope it works, but I don't need to listen to it. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so I was just really, the whole time I was like, he's really trying, <laughs> but he's been doing this a while. Probably should have figured it out by now. Uh, so yeah, uh, and that was Orphan Land. Oh yeah, and then uh, the headliner that night was Haken playing their album Visions, which I listened to once all the way through, and I never shall again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't make it all the way through. It's also the, um, I mean, there, and, and there are other, like I'm not a big fan of Haken, but there are at least the more recent two albums, I'd much rather listen to those, because this one is like their Dream Theater clone album. Mm-hmm. Like it really just sounds like a Dream Theater clone band the kind that you know you don't see as much anymore which i think is terrific because you're like finally people stop just trying to like straight up copy dream theater um but yeah so uh yeah the first day i was just like uh not a whole lot going on um so okay so thursday uh was next to none open oh, man. i did not i didn't watch a second of them because i've seen them I, so many right, times and i keep forgetting that they were on this bill like every time it right. comes up i'm like oh yeah yeah and for people who don't know the thing it's the you know it's mike portnoy's son and portnoy was like headlining this whole yeah. festival so and also next to none opens like every, every metal show yeah. in new york now and 
so well, every prog metal show, right? right. Yeah, you're, um, but, every vaguely progressive prog <laughs> right. show. Uh, and they also only had a half hour. I don't know. I was like, yeah, I don't need to see that again. That's plenty of time. Mm. So, uh, okay, so this one's interesting. So after next to none was Twilight Force. And my impression... Wait, Twilight Force or yes. Forest? Force. <laughs> okay. Like a... Like a like an impact. A, yeah. Um, now, from watching a video of these guys, my, uh, my theory was that they are big fans of Rhapsody. And then one day, you know, they're listening to Rhapsody playing D&D and they're like our D&D game should also be a band like you know like we should also make metal about our D&D game um and then so they did because like it seemed to me from the video like where are they from they're from Sweden okay um and uh which is another interesting thing we should talk about at some point which is I think like it's really interesting is that I feel like Sweden has the best and also the worst music like they're really like and more, I keep finding more examples. Like, I, I know plenty of good examples, right? But I keep finding more bad ones. And so when people are like, oh, Sweden has the best music, it's like, yes, but they also have, they have the, worst the worst music. Well, no, again, because, it, like, if you are funded indiscriminately. Right, and that's probably part of it, is they it have, it allows so many, everything to right, exist. so much more of a chance for people to be uh, moderately successful playing music and not have to get a job. Um, well, th- I would say there's a way to pay your bills irrespective of what your musical output is. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, but the, okay. So the, <laughs> all right. So my thing was like, Oh shit. I just realized though, right. If the tax rate, like Max Martin is essentially subsidizing all of this. Oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause Isn't he's paying crazy? the most taxes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. But does he still even live in Sweden? Well, you gotta figure... I mean, like... Because Dr. Luke, I think, might also be Swedish. And he lives definitely, I think, in L.A. now. But you think they would have something where, like, they're not paying any taxes at all? Because admittedly, I I know the U.S. is the most aggressive about if you make income in a different country. So it could be the kind of thing where, like... Yeah, like, just, they leave, and they don't even have to get rid of their citizenship, and they're not mm-hmm. really paying too much taxes back, but at the same time, if they have national pride, they might, yeah. it might be like, they're like, well, I give, for write checks anyway, because I'm loaded, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. That's, we, well, we that's to look into homework, that. homework for next find, episode. For music, we'll be like, we're going to find out, like, <laughs> Max Martin has been bankrolling <laughs> all this music. He's the George Soros of music. Um... <laughs> He's been paying all these shitty bands to play bad music just to fuck. He's paying. Oh, well, the music wars theory will be that Max Martin is bankrolling all the shitty Swedish bands so that in order to ruin metal, right? To be like, see, Twilight Force, metal is terrible. You should listen to more pop music. That's the conspiracy. Anyway, so the point is uh, that, I, that I'm really like uh, bearing the lead here is that Twilight Force, uh, at least some, okay, they're, uh, they're not all dressed like elves. <laughs> well, the, are they all elves in their D and D campaign? Well, Maybe you, right, somebody's a not. dwarf and somebody's so, like a like a well, halfling. Well, I can tell. I can answer those questions. Uh, <laughs> the guitar players are elves, and they're wearing like ears. And like sweet, it's like uh, Rev Gen core, and like a, you know, like a bandana over, like black 
thing over their like mouth and nose because they're that, elf ninjas, I no, guess. That lets you know that they're dark elves. Oh, right. Right. They're not like they're not like wood or high elves. They're right. dark elves. Just not like So they're like the physically more metal dark elves, evil ones. Because they're still like white dudes from Sweden. Right, no no um, no dark elves it, they're still pale. They well, just it depends only on hang which out. mythology. They, Sometimes they, they're literally they hang dark. They in really dark places, so you can't <laughs> so see. It, depe- it, depe- it depends how, on your... Uh, you can't see how pale they are. Uh, it depends on which uh, campaign setting you're using. We, and, uh, <laughs> is this third edition? <laughs> oh, right, or, yeah. I don't even, that I don't even know. Uh, um, is this Forgotten Realms? <laughs> you gotta get your... Uh, <laughs> right. You gotta get your... Uh, so, the singer is like the warrior guy like he's not an elf but he's got stuff on and uh you think you think he's a human oh he's yeah he's human uh he's probably a fighter and uh (laughs) the keyboardist is a wizard and not only is he dressed as a wizard but in between songs you know how uh rhapsody has that terrible narration shit yeah he did that every song and not only that, but every time, in between every song, he would, in a dumb, like, in a voice kind of like that, like, in a, and, and then the, and like, cause, and the thing is, like, I couldn't understand what he was saying, like, 90% of the time. Was he trying to be, like, Grandpa Wizard kind of deal? Like, he was just trying to be, like, Wizard, I don't know, yeah. like, it was the thing. Like, I was, was gonna say this, it would, I would, it would have really made it for me if he was, like, a gnome illusionist, but it sounds like he's more like a, like a gray beard, uh, human, yeah. human wizard. Yeah, I mean, so... I shouldn't have played Baldur's Gate immediately before coming over here. <laughs> yeah, I should have warned you there's a D&D band in this one. Uh, I should have known better. There, uh, So every song, they would stop and the wizard <laughs> would <laughs> say some shit to like set the scene, but I could never understand what he was saying. Right. Oh, that's also, why, that's all their why sound... I wanted him to be an illusionist because he's se- he's setting the scene and then also like weaving the image in your mind with the music. You see how perfect this is, which is why I'm extremely disappointed if he's doing right. some fucking Sauron shit. <laughs> like again, like wrong mythology. Like well, yeah. who knows? Maybe they maybe they they are on Team Lord of the Rings. Like when, first when you said Twilight Force, though, I imagined that they were like more. They were going to be like Lost Horizon, right? They were going to be like sci-fi, power metal, whatever. Either oh, that yeah. or like eighties cartoon, like like Gem, right? Oh, like because yeah, when you yeah. say Twilight Force, I literally see. You know how like eighties cartoons, um, the at the end of the theme song at the beginning of the show would there would be that like. That like pan right. to like them standing there, and <laughs> right. I imagine that it Twilight was like Force. right. I imagine it's literally they, It's a pan of the entire Earth, and then they're standing on like the atmosphere, and then there's stars in the background. <laughs> Yet, despite the fact that they're in space, their their long white hair is gently moving in the wind. <laughs> well, that, to, that's to, what so I imagine. The guitar players did have long white or blonde yeah, hair. They're elves, right? They're elves from Sweden, um, and. Isn't that? I mean, Sweden's pretty close to the North Pole. I mean, it's right. In, well, it's also where the elves come from. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, but so okay. So this, this is important. So every song, the wizard would make an announcement. Uh, which the other reason that everything sounded terrible is because they ran everything through a MacBook uh, and including their backing tracks. So their backing tracks were inaudible, and the guitar sounded like like just like a buzzing, like high right, pitched right. buzzing like noise, a, like a plug-in from ten years right, ago. Right. Right. And and it probably made them unmixable too. And uh, the singer, what I expected from the video is I expected him to be 
you know, also because of him being a sort of like uh, the wizard. We're talking about the wizard. No, no, no sorry. The the lead singer, the oh, the fighter. The fighter. The, he, all, he also also he like was kind of like like he, he I don't know if he was actually muscular, but he could have been. You know what I mean? Like he had the the build. But so he looked like one of those dudes who like maybe because he just has a large lung capacity is like, I can sing because I can yell real loud, but he doesn't have the technique. So instead when he sings, the, all the air comes from him just having a large uh, uh, wind capacity, but it doesn't compress properly. And so it sounds like, you know, pitched yelling. And I was, I was half right. Like he wasn't as bad as I expected, but there still was some like, like you could tell uh, a part way into the set because, you know, he's singing like power metal style, which means you're constantly at like full belt. Yeah, yeah. You could tell if partway through where he started to kind of like hold on to the mic stand and kind of be like, you know, like he, he was be like, literally winded. Right. You're like, oh, <laughs> did you not realize that singing an entire set like this would be because, difficult? Because you've never, because played, you've never a played a show. Also, the uh, one of the elves, the one who was like the lead guy who like could do arpeggios that you never got to hear because his tone was so bad that it would, you know, it'd be like you see your the hand movements and you're like, oh, it looks like he's playing a really cool arpeggio. People would be like, oh, and I'm like fuck all of you none of you can hear that like don't right. act like you hear the arpeggios because you don't and on top of that if you're not a great guitar player it also it makes uh like sweep arpeggios even less coherent because with a lot of gain you can make it like a sound that sounds like okay it sounded like you played an arpeggio but no one will ever know which one it was because the notes just kind of blurred together there's a lot of that happening at Prague Power every year also, since forever. Like, that's not a new thing. There's always been this thing, which it took me, like, probably a decade to figure out what was going on. But I was like, sometimes these guys look like they're playing sweet arpeggios, but I don't hear shit. And I hear them the rest of the time. It's like, oh, they're bad at, bad at them. They're bad at playing them, so they don't sound good. Um, and so that's the magical secret to playing sweet arpeggios, by the way, is uh, learn to play them good. And it <laughs> sounds way better. Uh, but anyway, so... Also, though, the lead guy, in addition, so he kept like, oh, he also had a cape, of course. Oh, nice. And he kept the, doing wait, the fighter had a cape. No, no, no. Well, also, maybe I'm not sure. Also but like maybe. the guitar players, both. well, no, wait, they didn't both have capes, uh, but at least the guitar player did. I'm not sure. The point is, I bring it up because he kept doing this move with it. He kept like the wizard. No, no, the 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 elf, the, the guitar player elf, oh, okay. because he was like. Which is, it's more of like a vampire thing. Like, I expect him to keep, you know, to do this, but he didn't. Right. He just would go out to the side as he would, like, like frolic across the stage. And the reason he was frolicking across the stage is because every time they stopped for the wizard to, to say some shit, everybody else would leave the stage. Would wander off, yeah, yeah. And then they'd be like, when he was done with his spiel, here's the song. And they would come running out. But they did it every single song. And it was like... Well, they probably didn't have more songs, so it's not like they necessarily, you know, were were padding the set, but they were padding the set. Like, it was like, do you not realize that you could have played several more songs if you didn't do this every single song? Because they would leave and well, then come back out. Well, it sounds like... And then they would leave yeah, but it, and they would yeah, come but back out. It sounds out. like the singer could barely make it through the set. He needed well, all no, the help he, could, he could no, get. He could, it, it, I just think, like, it was, uh, you know, it, anytime it was not... This is the same deal with this kind of singer. Anytime it's not full belt, like you couldn't hear him. Like if he had to sing something lower, which didn't happen very often because they don't, they're not good at writing. Uh, <laughs> it, it, dynamics. It, well, it, how do right, they work? Right. Uh, whenever there were dynamics, it'd be like, oh, and now you can't hear him. But, uh, oh man, there's, there's a bit. So, all right. Well, I have to say your <laughs> recollection of them is much more entertaining than I imagine actually seeing them would have been. I don't know. It was, they are, uh, also, of course, you know, somebody 
brought like 40 inflatable swords so there was the full contingent oh, of that's what i saw yeah uh yeah because somebody instagram storied and they and they said swords but it it looked it looked like something else um well because they're <laughs> inflatable i'm sure they would like flop around and, yeah oh yeah I, 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 I. At, <laughs> at best it's like those noisemakers at a baseball game <laughs> yeah all right, so um, Twilight Force was just so aggressively bad. Twilight Force. But exactly what people wanted from it. Like, I remember, so, like, I heard somebody, as, uh, as I was leaving when they finished, uh, or before, a little before, they, somebody was leaving, going to the hotel, and they were just like, that was so great. That was like, <laughs> they were just like, that was, I think that's what they came for. And I was like, you mean like it was funny? Like, because I was like, it was hilarious. <laughs> But I don't think on purpose. Uh, and the music was pretty bad. And also you couldn't hear anything. Uh, everything was unintelligible. So I I don't know. Good um, thing they crossed an ocean to do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, then Vandenplas played. And, um, so that's, that was literally the one, the one band I would have, like if I had gone, I'd been like, oh, we have to go yeah, watch their yeah. set. Um, they were pretty good last time and they're one of my guilty pleasures because that guy's voice is just like why would you sing like that but <laughs> but, yeah. but, but it's like so weird that it's like it's like kitschy like yeah, it's like yeah. it's funny but like but you're like you're like this is stupid but it's also kind of cool <laughs> yeah but like i can't defend my yeah well i would i so i oh, i but last time they 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 did their set completely wrong like they opened with Rainmaker, which they did again. Yeah, and then you uh, close right. With that. And here's the thing: I I didn't think of that, and so like I was leaving at the end of Twilight Force because they only played an hour, and I didn't catch the beginning. So I came in, I was like, "What?" And then I couldn't leave because it was so fucking. And I, they kept leaving this. I was like, "Why do you stop leaving and coming back? Just leave, <laughs> just leave." And then and then we're good. But so I went to get food. And I was like, I've seen Vandenplas. They won't, they won't open with Rainmaker. They opened with Rainmaker. And so I missed it. And I came back. I caught like two-thirds of the set. And I kept being like, and then Rainmaker? What about, what about the Rainmaker? Because that's the, that's the song that I'm like, you're going right, to play Rainmaker. that's the song. But they opened with it like assholes. Right, so. they did that last time too. I wonder if they played the same set list. It's possible. Uh, I think they maybe had like a, at least one new at song least, though. At least they, well, when I saw them, at least when I saw them, they did play the hits as it were just yeah. in the wrong order just yeah. in a totally wrong order <laughs> yeah exactly uh then uh between the buried and me which uh they played their album colors in its entirety and so were there like a million local atlanta people there to see them that, not a like, million didn't go but to anything else definitely were some okay. because uh, it was the only band with like a mosh pit yeah. of like five people. <laughs> so it was still not a big mosh pit. So that was like told you. And then everyone on the mosh pit was like doubly annoyed versus every other metal show. Cause they're all just like, oh, just, you know, well, they, you remember, they frown upon moshing here. It's like, you remember yeah, there was like a else. petition last time anyone yeah. moshed. Well, there was, yeah. a, there used to be a thing about like, I don't know if it was Glenn or the venue, but there used to be a thing where it was like, no moshing well, that, guys. No, but that was like, because that was because like, for, like, no one would mosh to any of this. And then people moshed to Rage, apparently. Right. Which I left for because they're terrible. Yeah. And, uh, and then people got mad. Right. And then yeah. I think then it was, like, policy or yeah. whatever. I think, I think that's, like, faded into obscure. Or, like, it's it's one of those rules that, like, attendees know. But everyone else is like, what are you talking about? Right. You know, like uh, like when like when James Labrie spilled 
uh, <laughs> yeah, in like a interview that he was going to be, that people were like, you, you don't, you don't talk about it. That's, that's not, it's like, yeah, well, in general, if you, there's lots of situations in which you might be asked not to announce something before a certain date, but A, it's James Labrie, and B, it's James Labrie. And, and what I mean by that is that A, uh, he's doing well enough that he doesn't care. And I, I saw somebody also post, like, they were looking to interview him, and it was like, his people say he is not taking interviews at this time. So that re- it's like, James doesn't care. Like, he's, he's getting paid. It doesn't matter. And then the other reason is it's James Labrie, and he's a fucking goofus, and just like, I'm playing Brock Power this year, guys. Like, uh, yeah, of course you are. Whatever. Uh, and of course, like, you know how they, they have this new thing where a lot of the times people will make a special, like, a, they make their own announcement video, just like with their webcam or phone, because everybody has a fucking video camera everywhere. Uh, and just being like, hey, Prog Power, really excited, whatever. None of that for James. Right. It's just like, oh, it's a gig? I'll do it. He's like, I have people for this. <laughs> right. Um, so, between the Bear to Me, uh, play their album colors. I don't. Uh, I'm not that into them. I can't but get in. I can't get into this band. I actually listen to. So, they have one, some super long song. They have like yeah. a 30 minute song. Yeah. I guess it's like you know like their prog opus or whatever. Right. It's right. not. It's not good. I think I listened to it like two weeks ago. I, I think I saw them play that or something at another show. I saw them pl- once before at like a. I think it was that summer slaughter tour, and. Uh, had the same reaction this time, but it's one of those things I had the same reaction, but I half forgot about it. Um, they, they come out and they start off pretty good, right? Like I always, I hear them and I'm like, yeah, this is, it's kind of like metalcore type deal. And like there was harsh vocals, which after like twilight force and like even a little bit Vodden plus was a nice change. And it was kind of like, or, you know, th- you know, this, cause the festival, like prog power needs a little more metal. You're like, I've been ready to rock for four hours now. <laughs> right, and finally right. someone is doing uh, it. But then like it goes on and I realized that it's like, so they were kind of like the prog metalcore band. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that is so apt because I realized as they go on a, uh, this is, a, I guess, an older album that's mostly harsh vocals, but he only has one type of harsh vocal. Right, right. And he just keeps doing it. And so that immediately gets old to me. Two, they have some cool riffs occasionally and cool parts, but like then there's nothing connected to them that right, makes right, any right. sense. Right, no, there's just, just a like, string of riffs. Right, it's just like an idea yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Right, which makes them, ex- like, yeah, they're totally a prog band, but like it's just that they're metalcore riffs. Yeah. And occasionally something that's not will be thrown in. But then, even then, like, they're guilty of the whole, like, carny music thing, right? Where, like, at some point, they're like, you know, it's going to be really idiosyncratic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, right, right. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 so, no carny music. So, right, so what you're saying is exactly how I felt about Misery singles, right? Was Is that it's like they just have these, every once in a while, they have a really cool idea. But it, yeah, it's metalcore, exactly. and then every once in a while, there's, like, a really cool idea, and then it's gone. Yeah, exactly. And then they're doing something else. Exactly. Um, so that's how I yeah. felt about that. So I watched a little bit of it, a few songs, and then I was like, oh, yeah, this is incoherent, so I'm, I'm good. And then Metal Church headlined, and I could oh, not serious? give a shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What is, what is with, like, old school, super boring metal band? Didn't, like, Overkill play one year? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, like, yeah, no, it's because if it's a fuck? band that, like... You, that people know? Right, that people know. That's familiar. And, like, yeah. 
And especially if they don't necessarily play a lot or whatever, or they haven't in a while. Wait, oh, wait, and then Saxon played that one year, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was that the was one that, where I came year? in yeah, right. and I caught leave the last him, note. Leave them wanting more. <laughs> so is that a thing? Is that a thing? Is, is, do they do, is the fest by numbers now? Well, no, it's, it's, it's right. It's one is of the few. A, is there a boring trad metal band for next year? Oh, shit. That's a good question. Let's look that up. Because now I'm curious. I mean, not because I want to well, see no, them, but it's just to see if it's they, like, right, there's, there's limited... There's a formula. There's limited... Um, there isn't in the main... Sh- oh, wait, this is all of it. Okay. Um, no, they didn't do that one next year. Um the but right it's, it's <laughs> they couldn't the, get anyone <laughs> they're running out of things that either are exclusive or they can make seem exclusive or are available like are not broken up and right, available right. to play a festival exactly and so it's like something that a hasn't played before b maybe you can't see that often even though they're gonna tour around the, the festival um and yeah so yeah i don't know and my whole thing is I started to post online being like, hey, what about this, right? So, like, uh, I posted the other day. Uh, well, first I posted at some people that uh, they should get 12-foot ninja because they'll come oh, here anyway. God. Yeah. But they'll, but they would, like, they could totally, like, but again, I just don't think the scene has heard of it. And why they're not terrible enough? I, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I really, it's, it's like a people who think they listen to all different kinds of metal but it's really within a specific slice of it. No, this is like, like, no, this shit's garbage. Yeah. So, uh, but the other thing, thing that I, I posted about was I was really disappointed that fire soul wasn't announced for next year. Oh yeah. And, uh, I, so I posted somewhere where I was like, you know, or maybe it was the, like, you know, let's immediately start predicting the following year. Uh, and I was like, uh, I was surprised Fire Soul wasn't announced. And Milton responded, and he was like, um, well, yeah, we need to hear some music first. And I was like, 11 Dreams, The Hours That Remain. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, those are good songs, to which I replied, albums. <laughs> and also, like, they were very clear that their direction, that's their direction, right? Yeah. They were like, it's that lineup-ish with some new people. And one of the, they, they listed, like, 20 songs or something that they have written and i think maybe even recorded so like there's definitely going to be an album and uh and it may take a year to come out but that's you know so get ahead of it is my thing but again option my guess is it'll be for next year it'll be announced for 2019 i would Um, actually go just to see yeah and that was the thing i was like that was and uh they're really good or they will be really good, but that was the, so it was like, yeah, they don't. Be, I'm like, yeah, but they're they're literally. It, it you might as well consider it a mercenary reunion, right? <laughs> and somebody had po- posted like, yeah, like that would be great or mercenary, <laughs> like like mercenary past or present is great, and I'm like, uh, but past is better. <laughs> specifically, these guys, yeah, who have announced that they're forming a new band, and there's specifically even like a song that they were like, this is continuing. 11 dreams or something so they're like they're like the tw- the 12th dream right oh right. shit okay so <laughs> i have I, I i totally forgot about this and, it, and it's highly appropriate okay so right before i came over here i went to eat and like ninth street or something was blocked off for you know just like some street festival and um there were a few you know dudes with crates of records and i was like all right maybe there will be something you know, 
some something magical. Not that I'm going to buy vinyl, but whatever. I didn't even have to flip the first crate I walked up to. The first album right there, and I, I took a picture of this, was like something clearly from the 70s. And I asked the guy, I was like, is this funk or or like, because it didn't look like disco. I was like, is this like funk or like R&B? And he's like, it's kind of, it's like funk. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but like not that funky, like not, <laughs> like not that fast. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's not that fast. He's like, there's a lot of ballads on it. The name was, I'm like, so now my curiosity is so peaked. Okay, because we've had previous discussions about how this name makes no sense. And now I find out that there's two groups that have had it. Seventh Wonder. Oh, shit. Yes. It, the, the, the album was from um, like 78 or 79. It was late 70s. It was called hmm. Seventh Wonder. I took I took a picture of both the front and the back of the LP. Uh, so I could show you later. <laughs> but but like, yeah, the terrible bands that play. Yeah that play this thing mm. i was like oh my god like yeah, yeah sorry uh needed to uh needed to to get that out yeah uh so i just noticed uh the first half of this episode is not gonna have video because nice. i didn't switch over the splash screen anyway you'll have audio it's fine we're not doing anything that I'm exciting not, i'm not too pretty yeah there's no uh no video examples have been used so if you're watching slash listening you didn't really miss anything <laughs> uh anyway so this is, a, this is a professional show <laughs> right so uh, we were talking about they don't have a trad metal band for next year right metal church but that's definitely a recurring yeah like it's it's interesting trying to figure out the way they select bands and again why they therefore didn't but again uh we I, should I, just put on an actual festival right that's like it's like protean collective ladder math uh see if we could get like contortionist or somebody to oh, show yeah. up and play like that would be like a <laughs> big name gent adjacent festival <laughs> no it would just be adjacent, adjacent. like with the oh, d yeah, and the yeah. j adjacent. in like all caps adjacent uh, fest uh it could be yeah it could be protein collective ladder math fire soul we could try to get like yeah contortionist or some other like big band with the following uh or like you know like see if everyone else would play for free to play on a festival with Meshuggah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fire Salt. Like, you know, yeah. that's five bands right there. And I haven't yeah. even thought about this. Like <laughs> we get, we come up with five more. Oh, yeah. 12 foot I think Ninja it's partially like, the right. They need to like consider, uh, I don't know if it would actually matter to the sort of base audience, but in terms of like, there is always an element of like bringing in people who don't go every year but like right it seems like if it's gent they're like oh that's gent and not prog and so let's not get that and also gent bands if you've heard of them tour probably because right? it's it's a new style of music and not an old one that's gradually uh, on its last legs and it's trying to kind of hold it together <laughs> uh okay so day three not a lot of progress in the scene yeah uh okay so this is the day that like the first three bands uh all right let me do this out of order angel dust <laughs> played on friday and angel dust played in 2001 at yeah. prog power 2 uh at the time they were like of the bands there they were like 
in the middle, kind of, right? They were yep. kind of... No, they, they were, were in the good. middle. They were in the middle of the day. And, well, and I also mean in terms of quality. Like, they were not... You know, I mean, compared to, like, Symphony X and stuff and right. Spiral Architect. But they were still good and, like... Right, they were a coherent band. Right. I just don't like them. Right. So, uh... But the, they're not, like, comically bad. Right. And they're they're kind of more straight ahead. They're kind of trad metal. They're very straight but, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... But they... So, okay, so... Apparently, this is what I didn't know is that apparently they just the reunion they did the reunion for Prague Power. Okay, um, I thought they were just they happened to get back together and Prague Power booked them, but no, it's like Milton and Nathan were like, "Hey, remember when you were in that band? <laughs> Would you want to do that again?" <laughs> and so they did it like and you know just to come play Prague Power again, which is cool. And so like props to those guys for making that happen. And the thing was, even though they hadn't really been, I mean, I guess they probably had a, they had a year to practice whatever, but. Uh, aside from, you know, that, which is technically just doing their job, uh, they sa- didn't sound like they had taken a break at all. You know, they sounded really good. And uh, and it's also hard to say how much the sound guys were involved, but, like, they sounded better than the three bands that came before them and all the previ- the bands from the previous day. And... Well, they've played shows before. <laughs> right, right. That was the thing. I was like, this sounds <laughs> like a band that has played shows musicians. before. And that, right, that was the thing. Because I was like, what is it with these other bands? And you could hear the instruments. And it, and every, so everything before them kind of sounded like a combination of a low rumbling sound <laughs> and a high-pitched buzzing. The low rumbling was like... Hey man, it worked for corn. There was the the like uh, the kick drums and the bass would just bloom into this, you know, and I was like, uh, usually there's something you can do about that if you're the sound guy, and usually part of your job is making sure this sound doesn't happen because <laughs> it makes it impossible to hear anything in the low registers, and then on top of that, you have the guitars that. Uh, either are uh, badly played or they have bad tones or even if they're using the back line, it's still just like, sometimes it's their guitars. Like they, uh, one of these bands, because uh, the, the first couple bands in this one, I get confused because they're both just blah. <laughs> but, okay, no, no, it came back to me. I got it. Okay, the first band, Daydream 11, uh, this is the, the the all I remember about this band is that uh, it just it wasn't great, and the, I mean the name's terrible. So, uh, but the main thing I remember that made me walk out was <laughs> the d- guitar player slash singer started playing some tapping part yeah. that could have been played with one hand. Yeah. It was like within like four frets, <laughs> and I was just like, "What? Why?" And it wasn't like you know, like you double up. You know, there's different reasons to do that. This was like you could have just literally could have played that with one hand. And then, like, hold up the horns with your other hand, and it's like, but no, like, get get the fuck out. So I like I, I that was they were a bit, and also they sounded bad and all the usual shit. Then distorted harmony came on after them. Distorted harmony, I think maybe the problem was they had gent tone because they had seven strings. One of the dudes had like a you know multi scale. And they had that, you know, again, high pitched buzzing. Yeah. Like it's like the paper shredding. They okay, I get what you like taking out some of the the low range is good, so the guitars sit in the mid range, but 
like it's like gent people have like continued to remove the lower like they continue to remove lower frequencies until all there is is like high mids and it's just this like horrible like ice pick in the forehead sound well that's actually that's actually how you dial in the mashiga tone is mm. it's it's literally all just treble right but, but they well no but they still have mids right well yeah but the amp settings like i don't know what's going on right. in in post but or, i mean like the literal like yeah the 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 important the mid-range frequencies <laughs> that are recognizable as a guitar sound are yeah. still there they take out the low end but they don't take out all the mid-range and these do it's like other people do because like the part of it may be also the pickups like the the Lundgren pickups do that but they don't take out all the mid-range like oh yeah if you're playing like the emg like the stock ones right mm -hmm. the emg x's or whatever yeah. yeah or the or the stock um the fake ibanez is what were they called i can't remember the c or the cepheus <laughs> the agiles right oh, the yeah, cepheus yeah. alphas yeah they're just yeah. terrible well but even like act like aftermaths like oh yeah oh there's, yeah there's it's there's so little mid so the thing is the point being if you do that and you don't properly you know again if you're not playing shows you can tell that people can't hear your guitars at all they're completely inaudible or literally when you do hear them all you hear is you know is this like or like this is this high pitch like noise that you can't like right, the paper, discern notes the, from the paper shredding yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so that's what it was like for distorted harmony also uh i was like I posted the distorted harmony liked like all my Instagrams and one of my tweets. It was the tweet where I was like, if I don't hear some distorted, if the harmonies aren't distorted, I'm going to be pissed. But the joke they didn't get is that that's not a thing. Like that's not, those two words don't like go They're, together right, in musical terminology. Orthogonal. The only way I could make sense of it is maybe when the singer was off pitch, uh, technically it was a distorted harmony to the rest of the music, but other than that, it was like, that doesn't mean anything. But it was distorted. <laughs> My new there man. wasn't any harmony. That was the other thing. I was like, maybe, maybe. Oh, the one they didn't like was, are they fans of Fifth Harmony? Because similarly, there is no harmonizing going on. So, uh, My new very yeah. accurate band name is The Distortionist. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, and then. We're, uh, we're wicked steampunk. And then the third uh, band that I couldn't stand was Lords of Black. Uh, there was slightly... Wait, someone's in that band. Who's in that band? There's someone uh, in the band that I know who they are. Are you sure? They're from Spain. No. Oh. I feel like there's There could one be another person. Lords go of Black. On, go on Metal Archives, right? Because it'll tell you all the other bands that oh, the yeah, people the other are Lords in. Of Black. Well, no, no. But if you go to there and then you go to members, it tells you all the other bands that the people are in. Oh, I got you. Okay. Dudes are in a lot of bands. Oh, it's interesting that the well, vocalist, it claims yeah, he was in Rainbow. But that could be like he was... Wait, wait, wait. But it's interesting because he just is like a Dio clone. Oh, okay. Except he can't... It's like he's a Dio clone who can't seem to turn the grit off. So he, you know, Dio is you know, gritty, yeah. but then he can... Look out. Yeah, look out. But then he can turn it off and sing... And this guy, like... Like, I remember I watched a couple of their videos on YouTube, and there was one where I was like... Is this the ballad? But he's still singing like that? What is dynamics? No, I don't know. So 
Yeah. Uh, so was like, was he actually in he's, Ra- Rainbow? He's from Dio. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe. Like, because the. I mean, it's forty years later. That's like, true. Who else is in fucking take, Rainbow? Right. You'll take whomever. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. I don't think Richie Blackmore. Right. Is Who's in even band? in Rainbow? Click, maybe maybe it's, it. maybe it's like Rainbow. His, it's, it claims to be the Rainbow. Unless wait, 2015 to present. Do they Maybe have some he really added this? Do they have some really sad reunion? Oh tour? wait, wait, wait! They do because look at all these. <gasps> they oh they do, but it's with Richie Blackmore. That's what I'm saying because it says Richie Blackmore. Yeah, and four out of the five people listed here are 2015 to present. Wait, so it's not even going to no, list the original members. So of, there's so many other members of Rainbow. No, I know, but you have to go to past members. Oh, you're, you're, for you're that. right. Yeah. Oh, no, there we but, go. So, but I the current you. lineup, yeah, yeah. it's Richie Blackmore and a and bunch of random dudes. people. That's hilarious. Including that fucking dude. That's okay, interesting. Right. Oh, and Jens, uh, Jens Johansson. Okay, we need to go see them. Oh, yeah. Then I can ask Jens about the Ingve story. <laughs> the, the one with the fish or. No, about being on retainer for Ingve oh, yeah, and the yeah. case of natural ice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he drank this stuff. It's called natural did you ever, ice. Did you ever, there was that. There was a. He told some of the stories on the like the Symphony X mailing list back in the day, and one of them was when somebody like threw a fish up on the stage and it hit Ingve in the face, <laughs> and it was this whole thing about how it like both him and the fish when it hit him both him and the fish had the same expression on their faces <laughs> and then he just kind of sat there for a minute like dumbstruck because he got hit in the face with a fish i don't know <laughs> all right so anyway uh but they they I, they were slightly more audible than the previous two bands but they still had that low rumble shit going on that was just uh pretty bad and there, there was sound issues the entire weekend this year i'm shocked and uh it was it was unfortunate and that was one of the main ones was that fucking low rumble okay shit. he's he's billing it as richie blackmore's rainbow tom hamilton says richie blackmore's rainbow reunion was quote a little flat <laughs> now i'm really pissed that we missed this yeah That's a bummer. Oh, there's apparently a whole a whole concert on YouTube though, so apparently Blackmore hadn't played live in nineteen years. Oh, that might explain. Oh, it was probably very podcastable. <laughs> oh, but it was a UK tour. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, but then they were gonna do it again. Oh, he, the Facebook page is Blackmore's Rainbow. Okay, I gotta look this up. <laughs> All right, so uh, I can wrap up the rest of this day pretty easily. Uh, So we had Lords of Black, then Angel Dust, and then um, Mirath, which is uh, this band from Tunisia that's sort of like, I mean, I know it's a different country, but they're sort of like Orphaned Land Light because it's like metal with a little, it sounds vaguely Middle Eastern, but like more boring. And uh, they're very, very popular. They're very tight they're tight live band and they always sound good and uh the singer runs around a lot uh and he's pretty good like they're they're solid it's just their songs are terrible uh and so every time they play i'm like oh yeah these guys are over there and then after like 30 seconds i'm like super bored and every and all their songs sound the same i actually uh i was in the the shop the other day and i was telling paul about Prague power and he was like you know he's gonna put something on to listen to 
And he's like, oh, what's something from Prog Power? And I was like, oh, I don't really want to. Uh, I guess that band is like tolerable. But then he put it on and like halfway through the song, he's like, yeah, but it kind of doesn't go anywhere. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't. They played six shows in June, uh, all okay. in Europe. That mm -hmm. was it, in Northern Europe. So the last band on uh, day three was Mike Portnoy's Shattered Fortress, <laughs> which... Uh, was basically Mike Portnoy with Haken minus their drummer. And then the guitar player, this guy, uh, his name is Eric Gillette. And he... Like, is he related to Jim Gillette? <laughs> no. Oh. He's... That uh, would have made it for me. Jim Gillette was the six octave range vocalist for Nitro, for those of you who don't know. And yeah. if, you, if you YouTube... Jim Gillette, like, using his voice to shatter glasses. That's an actual thing that we'll find. Um, no, so, he's uh, this guitar player who is, he's in Neil Morse's band, uh, you know, the Neil Morse band, and their, their recent album that uh, Mike Portnoy was like, it's one of the best albums of all our careers, and I was like, that is unfortunate Wait, if which it is album true. Is he the about? new Neil Morse album. Wait, so it's not Dixie Dregs? It's just Neil Morse. What? Wasn't he in... No. Wasn't that his band forever? No, he was never in Dixie Drake. He really? was in Spock's Beard. Oh, right. Um, and it's, he was but, in Spock's Beard. He left for Jesus. And What? I didn't hear yeah, about this. Dude, really? You, really? Yeah. He left Spock's Beard because God told him to. <laughs> this is amazing. I definitely did not hear this. This is like a, a total... We should do a separate episode, though, because okay. the new album is so... My body is ready. Uh, his... his he, The whole thing was he wanted... Uh, he kept making the same music, but without the rest of the band, and it was about Jesus. And then this album, the whole thing was that it, he wanted it to be about Jesus, and he wanted to literally say Jesus in it. And so he did, but then this one, I listened to half of it and, and this was, there was swear, you know, uh, they're like, oh, this is the album of our careers. And halfway through, I was like, I don't know what this is about, but I haven't heard any mentions of Jesus. Is Jesus not in this one? Or like, does he, does he show they up at the end? They or couldn't like, have, they couldn't afford when Jesus. does Jesus they're, show up in waiting, this story? They're waiting for Jesus to come back. Right. Or like. Yeah, or maybe it's just it's like Jesus be, adjacent. Like, it's is it there, be a long are there? Wait. Is it a spinoff from the Jesus series? <laughs> like, I don't in, know. Okay, in two thousand two, Neil Morse became a born again Christian and began a Christian rock solo career, releasing many progressive rock concept albums. But the thing is, he wasn't born again. He was thing. always Christian, and it was always in their he music. Just turned it up to ten. Yeah, he just cranked the the J the the J goes the J to factor. eleven. <laughs> the J. <laughs> You know, the EQ, it's got the Q and the J. Oh, man. So I'm looking forward to this. All right. We'll, ta I know we'll talk about that This one is on not something one. that, like, I heard about and forgot. This and, is uh, completely off my yeah. radar. Because this was when, this 2002, that's when I, like, went to Berkeley and, like, I didn't, I mean, I was, like, off the grid, man. Yeah. Like, for the whole time I was in music school. I was super broke, and all I did was, like, practice and drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, well, we should, what we should do is we should do an episode where maybe we'll sample some of his albums. Because I only heard, like, a little bit of the first one, and then I was like, nah, I don't care. And all of them were, like, super long concept albums about Jesus. <laughs> and uh, the newest one, it also is, it, the title is obnoxious. It's called... Uh, the similitude of a dream. 
And I was like, sounds like the similitude <laughs> of a bad album. I thought you were going to say something like, so you think you can Jesus? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, right, so... Back to my Portnoy. Now I uh, want to start a now I want to start a contest show that's like so you so you think you can proselytize <laughs> and it's and it's like it's like uh, it's like you know uh, televangelism contest right because you know how you know how they do the things on the shows where it's like people vote via like text message or whatever right but there's also like the text like texas number to donate to the red cross mm. so when you vote you're actually paying money right so it's mm. whoever does the best televangelism like whoever raises the most money right. from their impassioned <laughs> jesus speech <laughs> man i probably shouldn't be giving this idea away yeah, live on say. the internet for free right okay well now this will be the lost episode because it's already wonky because the first half we didn't have video like it's get, it's yeah. going to mysteriously disappear from the archives and there's going to be a debate about whether it was because the video was messed up or because or this was where Jesus. it's because where I mentioned this and then I went on to do this after I changed my name yeah okay yep George Jesus made me forget to switch the video feed George Soros <laughs> Jesus Jesus take the controls <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, take the video production. We, we should have, we should have like a, um, we should have a Christ music episode because like there's so much great stuff like the Jesus take the wheel song yeah. and like oh, there's yeah. so much bad Christ metal. Oh man, oh that would be great. All right, let's talk about my Portnoy because there's the there's a lot of shit on the last the day Lord's actually. Greatest hits. There's a lot of shit I got to talk about on the last day. Okay. So let's let's get let's get through my Portnoy real quick because there's not much to say other than so he played his twelve step sweet which is like five songs and uh which i can like, i can never remember how many songs it was because after the first like two of them i didn't care anymore because they started to get like well and they're all too long probably they're all too long they all recycle riffs which in their mind is like reusing themes but not in like a meaningful right, but way they're not developed right they're just like literal right. statements probably yeah. yeah um and not occasionally a little bit of development or recontextualization because they know how to do that they yeah. just don't most of the time um but yeah it's it's pretty all over the place um so uh i listened to luckily though they did some i knew i wasn't gonna stay for the whole thing because the last band and i didn't care about the whole 12-step thing and also they're mostly you know gonna uh that's most of what they're gonna play uh and i've seen dream theater before so <laughs> but so why watch this crappy imitation they, they opened with uh a couple songs from scenes from a memory and then they did the mirror which was cool i was gonna say that would probably actually be cool but... right so i i had seen online that they were gonna do at, like that or some other you know uh, older stuff so i was like hoping they would open with it so they opened with those and then uh, the most interesting thing about that was the singer from haken who uh i think of as like james labrie light <laughs> Which is interesting because James Labrie is already very pretty light, light right? right? So what was weird was it's during a- the mirror, he did the like more aggressive sounding yeah. stuff, and he did it pretty well. And I was like, I didn't know you could do that. And then how come you don't do that? Right, that so um, the metal band right. you're in. So that means it's 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 not a lack of ability. It's really poor decision making. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, which is worse? Yeah. Um, even and, though it's tech, even though technically there's a chance that you could fix it, it's conceptually worse. Yeah. So 
I I we, uh, I left. Let's see. One, yeah, the first three of them, and then I left. And I think all they did was play more scenes from memory songs after it anyway. So I didn't I didn't miss anything. And um, but the interesting thing was, the guest guy from Neil Morse's band played all the solos, and that's why everyone was like, oh, he's he's, he's the hot new guitar player. Uh, well, also because he played Neil Morse's band, he did some vocals there, but he also played a lot of solos. He also was playing like a a, a JP model. So he's playing all the Petrucci. So he's like a Petrucci clone playing all this stuff. And people are like, oh, you got to get to watch that guy. I'm like, because he's going to play a Petrucci solo. Like, be like, that's oh, what I posted. That'll, that'll come in handy 20 years ago. Right. And well, and also my whole thing was like, yeah, if I wanted to watch some random asshole play John Petrucci solos, I'd go back in time to my teenage bedroom yeah. and I watch myself play. It's like, uh, or I'd go home and look in the mirror. You know? like, yeah. But uh, so... Uh, but the weird thing was that there's also two guitar players from Haken, and uh, wait, so there's three guitar players. There's three stage. guitar players, and you know what doesn't sound any cooler is when you have three people playing the same Petrucci riff, and it also made me really realize that even though he layers the fuck out of stuff sometimes in the studio, Petrucci still writes so that when it's one guitar live, right. it sounds normal. Uh, well, he also has his he has his rig set up yeah. so that it basically sounds like it's multi-track right. guitars. But he it's still like just the, the one part, right? Like he, he doesn't track a lot of layers that aren't like occasionally, but usually stuff that he could easily you know put in a patch, like a like a harmonizer or something. Yeah. Um, but so I kept waiting for it to matter, but mostly I was just like, it just sounds like like yeah, it's cool. You guys are. You, it's very nice that you can all play this at the same time, but that's called like being a musician, and so like cool, but it doesn't add anything yeah. to the music. And one of them also had a headless guitar. Oh wait, they both. They oh yeah, they both had. Oh, they, one of them had a headless guitar for Petrucci, and then the other one also had a Petrucci. So two of them were playing Petrucci models, and then the one guy had his headless guitar, which did sound like shit because it's fucking headless guitar. And I was and it was so harsh. I was like, do you? Like, maybe you just already lost that high end or something? Oh, no, that's usually the thing. Most guys who have that buzzy tone, it's because their hearing's damaged, yeah. and the first thing that goes is your high end. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So they just keep turning up the highs. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. You don't have to turn up with these guitars. They're already turned up, because they just... They, uh, are like they the headless I, they like you, you remember that I tried the headless... Uh, cause he has a Kiesel. He yeah. has a Kiesel headless, like the one I tried at Nam. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he, and it, oh, he, I, I heard that he had like just got it. So it also probably had the stock pickups. Mm. So it was super, um, but instead playing dream theater riffs. Uh, but other than that, they, they sounded fine. And um, also the keyboard player from Haken also clearly loves Jordan Rudess. Like he makes the same. Okay. So you know how like he playing with a wah, I don't know if you noticed back in the day, like I always used to see these guitar players, uh, not so much lately, but guitar players back in the day uh, at Prague Power who would like, they looked like they had John Petrucci's hairstyle. <laughs> his, one of his guitars, although at the time it would be like a universe, right? And then like they would make the same like facial expressions and like, because you know how Petrucci like doesn't know what to do on stage and like kind of still, you know, he's never, or like he's unfigured, like he almost seems like he used to knew, know more. Like if you look at old video, like early like images and words per videos, it was more like, ah, I'm in a metal band, well, but right, now no, he's kind of just like. Well, that's the thing. No, if you, if you watch the videos from before 
they they had James LeBray in the band. Like, after they kicked Chuck out, but before James... Like, you could tell that they were like, dude, we're, like, fucking on to something here. Yeah. And, like, they were, like, really excited to play. And the right, songs were right. actually different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Right, but then as time went on, it was kind of like... It, it, they got dad rock really fucking fast. Yeah. And, uh... And, and so he, like, uh... So, like, Pachucci has the thing where he kind of, like, nods and, and, like, that. And then, um... Yeah, he's been doing that for a long time. And then... But Jordan Rudess has this thing where he kind of... He looks like he should be conducting or something. Because he's kind of, like, nodding, like... But it's very kind of, like, gentle. And he's, like, playing, like, like this kind of... He does, like, this kind of thing a lot. He's like... Mm-hmm. And the dude from Haken was doing that exact same thing. And I'm like... Like, I don't know. Did and like he, more so than when they play Haken shit. I'm like, you don't have to act like right, the band right, you're right. covering. Did he did he, co- did he borrow the wizard costume no. from uh, no. no wizard to uh, to cosplay? No, they, they didn't cosplay him as much. Oh, like I said, the, the, the guitar players in the past have cosplayed as John Petrucci, but this time not so much. Uh, but as we as you know, John Petrucci was cosplaying Christopher Guest <laughs> in the Princess Bride, oh, right. the Six Fingered Man. <laughs> Oh, that's that's so bad without the image, though. Anyway, go on. Go on my Instagram. Go on Rich's Instagram. It's it's Swank Skillionaire. I post, I was watching The the Princess Bride. I was in in a hotel in in California, and The Princess Bride was on, and I was like, this seems like a great way to kill my evening. And fucking that part at the end of the fire swamp, Right, so Wesley gets, they get through the fire swamp, and, you know, so they think they're saved, and, and mm. she's, they go to kiss, and Humperdinck shows up, right, and, and they, they show him and the six-fingered man, and I'm like, holy shit, he, Christopher Guest as a six-fingered man, that, like, I feel like that was the look John Petrucci then had. Yeah, yeah, in the and, 90s, And yeah. so I go, I go, John Petrucci modeling his look after Christopher Guest is the most spinal tap yes. thing of all time. And then I saw it and I was like, oh my God, he's trying to be the six-fingered man. <laughs> it so makes sense now. <laughs> oh, could I play faster? If only I had six fingers like that guy. He must have, like, I just imagine Patricia watching that movie and like he, the only thing he takes away from it is like, man, having six fingers must be great. <laughs> like, if I had six fingers, I'd play all the notes more somehow. So that explains everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So uh, last day, uh, the the first band Terramaze uh, canceled. Wait, are Pyramaze and Terramaze different no. bands? Yes, they're different bands, but they use the same band name generator. They just it's one letter different. No, no, it's T E R A oh. versus. P-Y-R-A. So okay. Pyramaze and either Tira or Terramaze. Either way, it's nonsense and stupid. It's a very bad, very bad band name. And uh, they canceled because their lead guitar player <laughs> couldn't make it. Because they suck. <laughs> One guitar player. They have two guitar players. Yeah. One of them couldn't make it. They canceled. The rest of them were there. And the singer even put on his stage outfit and face paint for one of the parties one night. So that... So that the ladies would know. Yeah, I, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, w- I should, yeah. But I was like, you know, everybody else has backing tracks. You don't have tracks of like your one guitar player or, or maybe like 
play and like there won't be so like but it was like he's so important like and they had another guitar player so it was like but that guy's parts are so important <laughs> don't play without me. i don't know that was right, and the other dude couldn't learn like because again yeah. like the petruch like there's definitely a rhythm guitar under all of his solos and right. then he plays live and yeah. it's fine right so exactly um and but this actually worked out great because seven spires was way <laughs> better than they would have been because you didn't have to listen well, this other band was actually okay. Like uh, Seven Spires. Was oh, it? The, Ber- yeah. the this is the Berkeley right. band. Berkeley band. Um, although I was a little surprised by that, but I'll get to why. But I've also, to be fair, I've also realized some of the, my complaints may not have been their fault. They filled in at the last minute, and uh, the guitar player was Define playing, last minute. Like two days notice or like, like a two week. weeks notice? No, okay, like, like a, a week. Like a week before they announced because they like they just like, but i'm willing to bet they've played a show before oh yeah no no no, they played shows before <laughs> but they didn't but i think they um well no and in that sense they were great right like yeah. they were actually like uh yeah no they they knew their stuff and uh the whole thing was like i've heard a lot of buzz about their singer and uh adrian cowan and uh i guess i found out she also writes some of the stuff because it turns out she i assumed she was a vocal major but she was actually a composition major but then i was like Really? But then that we talked about, like, a lot of composition majors uh, do not quite know what they're signing up for. And then they're like, what's with all this atonal stuff? I just want right. to write pretty music. And it's like, well, then why are you a composition major? Right. Take music theory. Right. Like, just read a book. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's scores. You can just copy them. Yeah. And then you're done. So, uh, but she's a really good singer. And she's also, she's good at harsh and clean vocals. Uh, although she does a lot of one specific kind of harsh vocal that I was like, I don't know why she does that one so much. And there was one song where I was like, it was the whole song. And I was like, Oh, actually it was, um, it was, it was, it was, uh, did you actually watch that cabaret of dreams video? Cause I know you were like, this looks bad. I'm pretty sure I didn't make it all the way okay. through. Uh, that song I didn't until just the other day, uh, when I was like, Oh, what yeah, I, I, I was looking at their videos. And I didn't realize this was the song that it was, but I remember hearing it because it's got this like swing to it, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's not quite carny music, but it's like, but it's also not quite dark carnival, <laughs> right? But it's also, but it's like a step away, right? It's so it's not as bad as like straight up like oompa oompa, but it's like a step away in terms of things we can. It sounds like Di- like a Diablo swing orchestra, which is not a great not a great thing, um, but. Anyway, she did this harsh kind of like, like, uh, like a uh, high pitched, but like, a, like, I don't know. It was like not a pleasant sound and she did it throughout the entire song. And I, also it was like, there's no dynamics in that song. Now there are dynamics in other songs. So I was about to be like, she only does the one thing. And then it's like, but then she did other songs and there were dynamics. So like there is variation between their songs. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. So I don't want to overemphasize just the bad stuff, but like my main complaints uh the guitar players tone sucked but it, it i think it was just backline and also i don't think it was his guitar because in the videos he's playing a seven string uh michelangelo batio model Whoa. which is very distinctive because it has the ridiculous flame shit on it the yeah dean. yeah the seven string dean um Wait. <laughs> that's so weird man now i really want to talk to him yeah because it's like i want to be like what because maybe like, I ended up playing weird guitars because I'm like, the frets are the right size. Like, you know, but... I don't think anybody's accidentally playing this guitar because it looks ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. have you seen... Uh, well, no, he has, like, 12 different signature models with them. That's, like, right? 
or is that Rusty Cooley? One of them has like way too many signature models. Um, I think that might be Rusty Cooley because this is the. I mean, he has a few. Uh, but this is the seven string with like the like ridiculous. Uh, it's this one. <laughs> Yeah, here, let me, I'll put it up on the screen. Oh, man, that headstock is for bad. our viewers at home. Yeah, and it's also just super busy, and, like, it's both, like, I guess supposed to be flames and metal, maybe? But, whatever. Anyway. Um, well, maybe those are, like, bones. But, maybe uh, it's like but at the skeleton. show, all he had was the, a black six-string Ibanez, which looked like it had stock pickups. So... So they like went to Guitar Center and or like, or bar, no they probably just borrowed it from somebody but like somebody who plays shitty guitars because like that is like the 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 guitar I want to see least anywhere is a black RG with stock pickups you know what I mean like that's the guitar that everybody whose tone I hate plays yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always like okay if you can't get a new guitar. Just put pickups in it. Just right. Any pickups right. that aren't those fucking no. stock pickups. Right. That's the thing. Sounds like, so much better. I've managed to make a bunch of Indonesian RGs sound good, mm -hmm. and there's one way to do it. It's to change the pickups. Yeah. So I don't know, but so that kind of sounds shitty. But I was like, maybe that wasn't his fault because it wasn't his guitar. And if I had to play a, a show at the last minute on somebody else's crappy Ibanez with crappy pickups, it, it might not. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I can yeah. see some things not coming through as well because of that. Uh, and then the other kind of nitpick I had was that the drummer kind of did, it, it was like his drum parts are like 90% kick drum and that's a common metal like it's thing. Like a blast beat? Or like no, it's just, but it's, it's, uh, and he varied it. Like he's actually uh -oh. good with the kick, but it like, if you ignore what's happening with the kick drum, there's not much going on. Okay. Because the like snare and the cymbals are mostly kind of like keeping up. It was like, you know, and like, okay, like again, he changed it up. It wasn't just straight like power metal style, but it was that constant, you know, like you, and again, that you get that low end buildup, but that's not, that part's not as much his fault. But the point is, it was just like, I didn't think the drums were super interesting outside of that, but they weren't that bad. It was, so it was, it was, it was a nitpicking, but like, again, compared to everything else, it was, do you know what year they are? Like are they? Um, I'm pretty sure they graduated. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're they're out. But I'm not. I don't really know actually. And they probably didn't graduate that long ago. Um, but like I've heard of them before, and I know that I, some of them have been them. at. Well, I've heard of because they've been at Prague Power. Oh. So this is the other thing about them filling at the last minute. I was like, they were here oh. anyway, weren't they? Like they're in the like, I think community. They're, like they're one of those bands like Pyramids who probably just like go to Prague Power together, and so they're like. And, and at, at, for a second, I was like, maybe they brought their instruments because they were like somebody's gonna cancel <laughs> but i don't know but i don't think they brought that much of their own gear um but let's see what was the other thing um oh they have a lot of backing tracks that i couldn't hear and that they probably should just hire like a keyboard player or something because it's a huge part like somebody was like a dj somebody called them symphonic <laughs> metal and i was like i didn't think they sounded like them. and it was like oh yeah we'll listen to the album and i was like oh yeah because also, most of the backing tracks were apparently like uh, orchestral samples that she had programmed, right? We need to come up with a more pejorative name for sim instead of symphonic metal. Well, right. That's the... Yeah, exactly. Synth synthphonic. Synthphonic metal. <laughs> well, so... Okay, but so in, it's funny because in her case, 
she actually they were like you know uh like symphonic samples at least uh-huh. and she uh studied composition so she probably like programmed and everything but that doesn't make it mixed well yeah. and even on the album they're not really mixed that well and it again it's probably just like okay you program all your orchestra but are, samples but it's all, and then i mean there's there's yeah they're samples right though, yeah. right oh speaking of orchestral on an album so the new septic flush is actually as cool as everyone is saying it is and it like has a lot of orchestral but it's a, yeah I, I can't tell if they're the super high quality hollywood samples or if they did actually like uh you know record yeah. those parts yeah sounds pretty good um so yeah so that's that's the they need uh their tracks to be audible uh <laughs> or just get a keyboard player because it's such a big again they're like fronting tracks because it's such a significant uh oh yeah yeah i also i forgot to mention who else had fronting track uh orphan land had a lot of violin fronting tracks because they have like all the you know midi uh not midi middle eastern instrumentation is backing tracks and yet it's incredibly prominent because it's like a lot of it is the melody over just like metal chugs and it was like okay uh that's very prominent violin uh maybe somebody could play it like on a keyboard or something i don't know um and i thought like i thought they used to have keys but maybe not i don't know uh but they definitely don't now all right so that was seven spires oh yeah so then uh dynasty which a lot of people kept insisting they're called dynasty and i said that is incorrect because there's a z in their name and why would you pass up that opportunity especially when you're a butt butt rock rock band band. what the fuck you dynasty (laughs) like so uh and i also noticed that like there was this whole thing like oh they used to be butt rock but now they're kind of more power metal they're they're just they're just butt rock with more power metal elements to the butt rock but it was so butt rock here's how butt rock it was the singer came out and during the first song ripped his leather pants that is literally the most butt rock thing that could happen well i well it depends because you could just come out with pants that don't have a butt like david lee roth that's but those two prints like it's on the same level yeah yeah um or yeah well like if you yeah if you have like chaps or something but (laughs) um oh fuck is that all i think that might be all i have to say about them just like so they're just so butt rock uh but they're very popular uh define very popular with with the the power crowd right right right. so so not very popular no if i say if somebody was popular it means at prog power not in any other context they're also from sweden uh oh yeah like every band except for seven spires on saturday was from sweden so there's actually a bunch of swedish butt rock bands like like currently mm-hmm. yeah it's really weird yeah uh i forget the other one i i heard of but well i knew a bunch because uh someone i don't want to mention <laughs> is in one or huh is in one no or? like listen to that oh, stuff like to, gotcha, all gotcha. the time yeah all right so uh yeah dynasty oh yeah so snowy shaw was actually good and kind of interesting and let me find the set list because he's uh been in like uh well here let me find the list of bands he's been in too because i could never remember <laughs> i think it's a lot all of them it is so uh therian so they opened with a therian song they did uh a merciful fate song and a king diamond song oh nice and 
I'm not sure if they ended up doing the demo because I, I didn't stay for the whole thing, but I was outside, so I could still kind of like I could see the monitor and I could hear the low rumble <laughs> from inside. Um, but he sounded pretty good, and oh, oh, uh, he was in Dream Evil, and oh, yeah. he did, uh, and apparently he wrote the Book of Heavy Metal, the song, and so that was the song that I wanted to hear Dream Evil play, but they canceled. And they're coming back next year, but he played it, and I was like, they can just, they, tell them they can stay home. He played the one song <laughs> yeah, right? that I wanted to hear from them. Uh, and uh, it was pretty hilarious. Because <laughs> nice. I, I just, yeah. that. Uh, and let's see. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So the, oh, this is great. So uh, I have to, minor backstory on this. Um, uh the male, the former male singer of Amaranth, Jake E. Uh, that's the name he goes by. Jake formerly e, the male e. or formerly singer. Formerly singer. Okay. Um, he uh, he was okay. So uh, a while uh, before Amaranth played, he was at Prague Power as a backup singer for Camelot, and that was the year that the cock blocking happened. <laughs> And so when Amaranth came back, it was cock blocking to the revenge. I forget what, what subtitle I put on it, but it didn't happen because he didn't show up to the party. So this year was supposed to be the cock blocking three. Um, shit, what did I call it? Block um, to the future. <laughs> no, uh, uh, that's what I would have called it. The cock blocking. Oh wait, why am I blanking on this? Um, Oh, block with a vengeance. <laughs> okay, that's that's <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. So, uh, but he quit Amaranth because they got too poppy for the guy who dressed like he was in a boy band, and uh, but he has a new band, and he was somebody spotted him, so it was like the cock blocking's back on, and I was like, well, yeah, if he shows up to the fucking party, and also like he's not an Amaranth, so I don't know if I give a shit, right? Right. But they played uh, they played his, uh, the new video for the song from his new band, and after that, I was like, "All right, well, if I see him at the party, like <laughs> fuck that guy, because it's fucking same shit." In fact, it sounds like he went back, like 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 he's in Amaranth, and they get too poppy, and so he just went back to the beginning of Amaranth, because it's basically that kind of like. Uh, really straightforward uh it, it literally just sounds like early amaranth without the extra vocalists and the video also was exactly like one of the early videos it was like this you know the faux action movie videos that ends with to be continued and you're like no it won't be and also i don't care and and on top of that in the video he has a totally new look right like he changes his look like he went so with camelot uh, and when they first started Amaranth, he had white guy dreads. And yeah, I remember that. He cut those, and he started dressing like K-Fed, like trucker. Oh, I, I missed that. Well, well, I was uh, already... There's there's pictures because I uh, Facebook uh, during Prog Power was like, hey, remember this? And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. And it was <laughs> happened to be a picture with him in his K-Fed outfit, although I may not be able to find it right now. So, whatever, later. But... Uh, See, that's that's the search algorithm we need. The one where you're like, this person looking this way. <laughs> right, right. 
Um, but his new look is it was more just like leather jacket, kind of like straightforward metal thing, except that his hair was like braided and he had like a really short tail, which in the 80s like was called tail? a rat tail. Yeah. And if you weren't around for the 80s, I think it's probably in the at least top three worst male hairstyles ever. And part of the reason I think that way is as a child, when I went, I, uh, I went to get a haircut one time and like the normal guy wasn't there. And so this other woman cut my hair and without my consent gave me a rat tail. <laughs> so I, I found out like when I got home, I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? We went back and got it fixed because oh, I was not going to be caught thought, dead with a fucking I rat tail. I thought you were going to say it and then we just cut it off. Well, we pro- I, I, that's probably what we should have done. But I think for some reason we went back. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you needed the, I was a child. You needed but I was very, I, I was like, nev- I'm like, I'm never using it again because I think I did eventually, but what, whatever. But the point is, I, as a child, I knew that the rat tail was garbage and I was not going to be caught dead with that shit. But Jakey, uh, so anyway, this all becomes relevant because towards the end of Snowy Shaw's set, he he was uh, he had to cut it short because he only had an hour, and he was like, "All right, we got two options, and one of them is Jake E comes out and we do a little acoustic song, and he's gonna do guest vocals." And the audience was like, "No," <laughs> the audience vetoed Jake E, so they did the other song, and then Jake E like just kind of came out. And then like did a little dance and left. And I saw it on the monitor. I'm like, who is that guy came out and then didn't sing? And then like, it was Jake E because, so the audience cock blocked him. Nice. They stage cock blocked him. He was not allowed to perform. <laughs> and I was thrilled with that. So technically uh, successful cock blocking. Um, and then I think they ended with whatever other song Snowy Show was going to do. And then it, it was done. Um, I didn't watch Pain because uh, I heard they're like industrial or something, but I, I, don't, I don't give a shit. They're another one of these bands that is like hasn't been around in a while, and like people are like, "Oh my god, I, I've heard of them!" And it's like, "Yeah, but I've heard of them. That's familiar." Yeah, but it didn't matter. So after them was Amaranth. Uh, they headlined? No, no, no. Oh, Catatonia headlined. Oh, um, which I have nothing to say about because sleepy, I left because they would have put me to sleep. Sleepy time headline. Um, yeah, exactly. And I love Catatonia, and I saw them live one time, and I was like, "This is why I don't play shows." Yeah, that was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I saw them once because I think it might have been it's not the same bill as somebody I wanted to see, and I stayed for a few of their songs, and I was literally like, I, "I'm gonna fall asleep standing up because it's just lulling me to sleep." Is is it's so sleepy? Um, but anyway, Amaranth. Uh, I mean, it's literally the same thing. They came out and did like their all their newest dumb pop songs, and I left. Although the one thing I will say is, it is still hilarious every single time the harsh vocalist comes in because it's always like this super again more even the early stuff was poppy, but it's literally just pop songs now. Yeah, with like and and occasionally like and occasionally. That's what he sounds like. It, it's, it literally, if it wasn't supposed to be metal, it would be a rapper, right? Yeah. It literally would be like, this is the rap part, but it's metal, so we can't have rap. Wait, where are they from? Sweden. <laughs> Everybody who played feel, on Saturday was from Sweden, I except always, for Seven Spires. I always, like, when I imagine them, I imagine them being from, like, Australia or New Zealand. I never mm. imagine them being from Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. Best and the worst. Max, Max Martin. You can thank Max Ugh, Martin for thanks that. Thanks, Max Martin. Um, 
Yeah, so I didn't stay for their whole set because they, you know, sweet. Oh, but I do have a good story about them. Okay. So uh, I wore my Your Music is Bad shirt. I, pr- I told people I would wear it at least during Amaranth, if not all day Saturday. But then I was like, I don't want to like, I don't know what the, about these other bands yet. So let me not send them the wrong signal. So I, I, I put it on for Amaranth and then I wasn't going to stay for Catatonia anyway. So, and also like if for some reason, you know, the Prague Power Secret Police find out and want to throw me out, like that's cool. I'm done anyway. It's like, Saturday, yeah. show's over. I was only going to stay for a few. So I, I made a point, like I, I, uh, it's pretty easy to get pretty far up at like any set in Prague Power unless yeah, it's like Yeah, because there's no like Yeah. There's always a there's always people coming and going and there's always some people who like that's not the band they came to see. So, I got pretty far up and there was a space in front of me, but I left it cuz if I got too close to the person in front of me, you wouldn't be able to see my shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. And then at some point also, you could see that, uh, so there was also a recurring complaint that the stage lights, they got new lights at the venue, but the problem is most of them are frequently pointed at the audience, so everyone's just like, can you stop blinding me? And the answer is no. They did not hear your complaints. They will not in any way adjust the lighting to not blind you. But the point is, there was constantly light. I could tell my shirt was well illuminated. And it's a blue shirt, you know, in a sea of black. It's very visible. Oh, right. So at some point, I thought the guitar player, Olaf, saw it. Because I thought I saw him make this face that I saw other people. Like, when I was walking to the show, a couple times I'd walk by people, and they would kind of give me this weird look. But they weren't making eye contact. And they're like, oh, they're looking at my shirt and being like, what? So I thought he saw it. But I'm told he did not. But uh, uh, this girl we know on Facebook, Valerie, she goes to Prague Power, and she is a fan of Amaranth, and she was wearing an Amaranth shirt, and so she was like, she was like, oh, they, they have, she, she thinks they have a good sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> what they actually have is an inability to differentiate between their music being bad and people like not getting it or something. I don't know what they think's going on. She said uh, they frequently will repost bad reviews. And her, her words were, they know they're controversial. So they're not controversial unless being, like, bad is, like, a new... Like, maybe they're controversial to, like, uh, metal fans who like a lot of bad metal. And they're like, I don't know if I should like this. Because, is it... <laughs> well, well, to go back to the Princess Bride, I don't think that word means what right. you think it means. Exactly. Like, being controversial <laughs> would be, like... The Earth's only a thousand years old. Right. Like dinosaurs didn't exist. Like that would be yeah, yeah. controversial. Uh, but right. being like, <laughs> our people don't like our band because we're they we don't they don't get it. That's not yeah. No. And it's also there's it's there's nothing to not get. It's just pop music with like guitars and a death metal guy. Oh, that was the other thing. I couldn't tell. I've seen at least three of their harsh vocalists. I think I've seen all three of them live. I think they've seen all of them at Prog Power, and there may have even been more than that, but I know of at least three. I don't know their names or anything. <laughs> they all sound exactly the same. Sure. And I could not tell any of them apart. And they're always like, here's our new harsh guy. That's what it sounds like to me. Exactly. Exactly what they're like. Amaranth, if you ever need someone to fill in your harsh vocals, I could do it. I don't need to know lyrics or the songs. Just point at me when it's my turn. I know exactly how to do that shit. So, at the after party, 
Valerie went up to Olaf, the guitar player for Amaranth, and like asked if he had seen my shirt. And he said no. So then she is like, like, you gotta go. And I'm like, all right, fine. If you wanna like make this guy look at my shirt and be like, he means you, then like <laughs> sign you, right? <laughs> like, okay. But uh You're like I didn't we didn't start that's the fire. not usually how I do this, but uh but I'm not against it, right? So so I went over to talk to the guy and like so there's a picture on my Instagram and also Facebook, you know, if, if you want to see the picture of him like pointing to the shirt. Um, he's the one who looks like uh, Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter, uh, <laughs> even more so because he's like crouching down and it's weird. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, but the thing was like, yeah, so he was totally like, oh, yeah, that, but like, I don't I don't think he realized and I didn't talk to him for that long. Uh, I don't think he realized it was like a show. Like, I think he thought that he was like, yeah, people make these shirts and stuff. I'm like, do people make a lot of shirts to tell you your pants sucks? Because <laughs> I didn't make this for, like I didn't get a chance to like it, I was already like I'd already been drinking a bunch and stuff so and it was the last night so yeah. I was like party and so I was just like I, I, I didn't get a chance to properly express that uh this is like a show I didn't make this shirt just for you guys I would not put that much effort into shaming you uh and if you did you'd probably be a lot more clear right. about you would have been like amaranth sucks right yeah yeah uh, or like where's Jake E or something like that. Um, who also, again, was not, could not, was not spotted at the party at all. I still so. think you should form a band with him and call it Jake E Lee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no relation. It's, it's Jake E and then slash Lee. Like when you see yeah, it in print Jake and then, e slash Lee. And then yeah. people just say Jake E well, Lee. After he, uh, his new band has one of the former members of in flames, uh but like not like one who i think quit early enough for it to be right. an endorsement of quality and again it just sounds like poppy swedish metal uh like later in flames uh so uh, when that doesn't go anywhere or whatever or maybe it will who knows uh you know being simple and <laughs> generic be playing, is like they'll be playing brock bauer in two years maybe i mean they had him they, they showed his video uh it was so funny too because a bunch of people all of like the people in the um the cock blocking like message group uh like left right before they played that video and like they were walking away as i was like guys it's jake e no wait it's jake e's video don't leave like and they didn't hear me and then i had to go find and be like it was jake e's video i mean it was terrible you didn't actually miss anything and it sounded like uh early amaranth but but uh yeah i i stayed and watched it and i was like this is hilarious and like at some point he suddenly has a gun and like because it's supposed to be like an action movie yeah, right. but without a plot or i was gonna say or action right well there eventually was action like there was some running around and then eventually he had a gun and then it was like to be continued and i was like so, no it's not like do you, you know how like the rest of the world always goes on about like how gun obsessed the u.s is yeah do like other countries make action movies that like don't have guns or like guns or gun is like it because you know in a you in a u.s movie right you you shoot at stuff all the time and then like the crazy escalation is like the guy gets the grenade launcher right (laughs) Right. or do like action movies in other countries like is the like crazy escalation like you pull out the gun i don't know shit he's got a gun I don't business. know. We have to and then, watch and then, some foreign action movies. And then you like fire like three rounds and like a car flips over. <laughs> like, uh, mm. uh, 
important questions. Thanks, monoculture. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah. Well, like that's that's pretty much it. Um, oh, I'm uh, I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> sounds but listen, sounds terrible. Next year. Oh yeah, this is important. So, uh, briefly talk about next year's announcement. Um, I'm just gonna talk about stuff that matters because there's like so many bands I'd never heard of. Um, all right, here I'll just read them off. So this is next year's uh, four-day lineup in order of days. First day, Manimal. Never heard of them. <laughs> uh, Persephone, which is a band that I've only heard of because they were previously supposed to play and then they didn't make it. So there's like three or four bands next year who are like returns that didn't make it the I first time. I feel like I've heard of a band called Persephone's Dream, but not, not the same. Persephone. Right. Not the same band. Okay, so then I have um, not heard of this band. I didn't know maybe if they were like, we shortened the name because we realized like how stupid it was. I mean, it, I don't know. But, it could be related. I don't, I'm not going to find okay, out Okay, right but now. Persephone's Dream is an actual band. That's not just right. a terrible name, I imagine. No, no, that's definitely okay. a real band. I, I've heard of them as well. Okay. Um, then Bloodbound, which used Blood to be one of Bound? Urban's band. Urban sang for the, on their first album and then was no longer in the band because he never stays in a band. Okay. So, uh... Is that... They should look into that. <laughs> no, they're terrible. But uh, no, I mean, why he never stays in a band? Oh, because he oh, seems yeah, like yeah. an all right guy. He, yeah, and he's a good singer. But uh, he also keeps. Um, well, for one, he his the bands he's in seem to get more and more like straightforward and simple. The one he's in now, so he'll be an Amaranth. <laughs> uh, no, because because that's like that has all the like programmed synthy shit. Mm. Uh, yeah, they also are like a fronting track band because you got all these people on stage and yet most of the doo -doo 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 is like what makes it sound like pop music is all the backing tracks, um, which is ironic because really successful pop artists don't use backing tracks anymore because at least the ones who can afford it mostly figured out when you have actual players, it adds a lot more energy to the show. And when you're doing your like 50 costume changes, they can vamp and shit. And so I've noticed most pop artists now have like i mean usually the band includes like three keyboard players yeah, yeah so if you're wondering where all the keyboard players went they're actually working <laughs> and that's why nobody wants to play keys in a metal band because they're like or i could get paid yeah right <laughs> like, so uh that's one thing the uh music industry has done right um so okay so bloodbound yeah uh labyrinth playing return to heaven denied in its entirety which I, they didn't do last time they yeah. played some of it and some of the sequel now this is important because the sequel is garbage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds vaguely like the original and the original is possibly the best power metal album it's, uh, yeah it's like it's like that better than raw <laughs> like what like what else is even so, in the running yeah i don't i don't know but uh so the thing is uh next year it's like return to return to heaven denied not denied because they're gonna play it Returned. but <laughs> if you're a fan of return to have of the part two which should be titled return to return to heaven denied denied right, right then next year is return to return to return to heaven denied 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 because they're not gonna play that shit they're just gonna play the original and therefore we achieved <laughs> three steps of nesting return to heaven denied it is the Matryoshka doll of and Labyrinth. Then, uh, after them, Ooh, but Labyrinth, it makes sense. Yeah. And then after them is Redemption, a.k.a. Nick Van Dyke's Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. No, thank you. And he has a new member, 
because uh, Ray is no longer singing for them. It's now going to be Tom from Evergrey, to which I say, cash them checks. Cash only. them checks. Cash them checks. Uh, cash and, money. And then the headliner is James Labrie, probably phoning it in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but is he is it is he going to play Dream Theater like Mike Portnoy did, or is he going to play like Mole Muzzler? Well, he's definitely going to play solo stuff. I would be surprised if he didn't do at least like a Dream Theater song or two, but. It's it's Make, it's whatever wait, he wants to do. Is uh, you think they're gonna play like a transatlantic song or something? Wait, was no. he on that? I don't remember. He or was it Mike Portnoy was on that? I, I feel like he, he was on it. Well, but Portnoy maybe not. he wasn't in the band if for sure. I don't know if he did a guest thing maybe, but Portnoy was in transatlantic. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's probably just gonna do a bunch of solo shit and probably you know yeah, they do should a token do a, dream theater. They song should do a Winter Rose special set. <laughs> play it all the way through <laughs> i'm saying just play uh the first mole muzzler because that's the that one's kind of okay um that's the only one i heard also it's the only one i heard well i the second one i remember hearing someone being like no thanks so i feel like i feel like it's the only good one or maybe it's just the only one i bothered to listen. and it was like the novelty is has worn off um but you know what though i'm gonna listen to it again for next year and see whether it holds up at all we should probably do a podcast about it <laughs> um all right, so, uh, uh, oh my God, this is so confusing because it's like day three and day four on the outside right. and in the middle is day one and day two. Uh, oh, wait, so that's why I'm already, I'm reading the yeah, wrong you're already, order. you're already like way off. <sighs> God damn it. It's fine. All right, so I'll just do day four. Those are the, the main days and then we'll flash back to the, the opening too. Uh, so here we go. Bands I never heard of. Triosphere, Eclipse, Soen, Ver so okay so Soen is like S O E N and then Ver is V U U R. I at that point I was like, you're just throwing numbers together. These are not real bands. Don't fuck with me. Like this is, is Ver looks like that. I would expect that to be a black metal band. Like if no. that's your name, I would expect you to be yeah. like. Unfortunately, uh, it's just uh, <laughs> look. You Google it. It's just a <laughs> bunch of flames. It's it's literally uh, so Anarchy von oh, Giersbergen. Look, it's the picture I imagined for Twilight Force. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only so, not in cartoon form. So Anarchy von Giersbergen, uh, she did this uh, Arjun, you know, Arian dude. You know how he does these like side things that even though it should just be Arian, it's like even though he wrote it, he calls it something else. He did one of those with her called the Gentle Storm, and she stole the band. And started a new band and gave it this dumb name. So it says it's Dutch for fire. So maybe that's why yeah, I get exactly. pictures of flames. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then oh look, flames in the shape of a heart. It, but it, it looks like um, you know how like when you go get your artisanal barista coffee, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like and the, they like make the, the foam, foam yeah. art. That's yeah. what this looks like. All right, uh, let me get through this. I'm guessing they're terrible. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, no, they're just, it's just boring because it's just Anarchy von Giersbergen singing over really simple metal, which is, you know, like the last three which is Devin every, Townsend albums. I was going to say everything she's done. Yeah. And also the last three Devin Townsend albums. Which I don't think um, I heard because they're terrible. But she literally sang like on the oh, entirety of several Devin Townsend albums. Yes. Yes. Oh. And it sounds the same also as that. No, but they ruined other de- like like they redid some old Devin songs like plus her and they well, were just worse for, just for that live thing i don't know which album it was on it was bad um all right so uh and then ale storm <laughs> they were at least entertaining when we saw them but they're not like a 
the music's not like yeah. good and they're the but it, they don't take themselves seriously right, so right. i feel like they kind of get a pass but they're gonna get an unpass which we'll get to in a second uh and then the headliner for that day is is taria formerly of nightwish and her solo stuff guess what it sounds like shitty nightwish it's like if you took all anything remotely interesting out of nightwish that's what it sounds like <laughs> so i am gonna not watch that shit uh so then okay here's the the pre-shows day one and two day one ross the boss <laughs> which looked just as dumb as it sounds like which, this, which is not a burger joint right it is not a uh, north philadelphia burger joint <laughs> then glory hammer which is oh. relevant to ailstorm because the guy from ailstorm is also behind glory hammer oh. uh and they are terrible they so are terrible uh then nocturnal rights which is all right but they're okay but i don't want to see them here's what was funny about nocturnal rights is when they announced them uh i didn't know per nilson is in the band now who we just saw filling in with mashuga and he's also in scar symmetry and i also think i've heard of some other shit he's so like i was like is he just in all the bands now because i didn't know it was him at first but i saw the band photos and first of all he's they showed multiple band photos and he wasn't in both of them because they showed one that was like current and then an oh, old yeah, one yeah. and but i just knew it was some bald dude with a huge beard and yeah. i was like is, th is that him or is it just some other dude to the beard or is he in all of the Swedish bands now? Um, uh, but no, he's just in all the Swedish bands now. And then the headliner that day is Voyager and they're all right, but like, like they've played a bunch of times. So it's cool. But yeah. it's one of those bands where you're, it's like Evergrey or no, except spoiler alert, Angra. Except the thing is like Evergrey played a lot of awesome sets back in the day. Like yeah. Voyager was like, okay like yeah. like they're one of those bands where you're like it could be a lot worse yeah but they, i'm also not like oh man pumped right to see Voyager. yeah there's nothing like coming out from them that's that's blowing my mind but they're consistently all right and uh and they're now sort of like a little gent adjacent um with their new one i haven't listened to the new one yet they should maybe it's good. they should get more gentrified maybe like again i haven't listened to the album maybe they get more gentrified than i know about all right i'll but, check it out um so okay then day two some band called uh, Cellar Darling, which is not Cellador, but uh, it is people from Iluvite, uh, but I guess it's supposed to be different, but I don't know, because like, I can't remember what Iluvite sounds like. Terrible. All I remember is that in the video, they're in the forest, and in this one, in the video, they're in the desert. Iluvite so, sounds like tear. I assume it's like Iluvite, but in the desert. Uh, and then... Uh, King Crow, who is uh, they consistently... They played the four, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah, played the four, bad. and they opened for Pain of Salvation once in New York, and they are bad, and all the vocals are, like... Like, they didn't have tracks anytime I saw them, and apparently they... Or maybe they did, but, like, they were, you know... The singer's not good, and people are like, oh, but on the album, and like, yeah, well, on the album, but never again like right. yeah he's yeah. so not good right like i don't want to see soil uh, work live because yeah f fucking i saw them once and and <laughs> speed could not sing it yeah. was really bad yeah uh and then dream evil uh, <laughs> we already addressed and then angra which is like all right you know. who's even in anger at this point what the only thing that's interesting is that uh fabio leone is now the singer for angra oh really and uh but that's not that's not good. I mean, that's interesting. It's not, it's that's not bad. Not. He's actually, uh, I liked him better with them because he didn't you mean do better than like Rhapsody. Yeah. Okay. But well, like, but, because, but do you like, no, they, they didn't write any good songs. Yeah. They, they, they did the thing where like they tuned down and then like 
decided to write a really wait, simple songs. Wait, anger got gentrified or they, no, they no, got no. sludgeified? No, they just tuned down to like the tuning you would have tuned down to in the nineties. Like they're like two decades behind trends. They tuned down to like maybe C or D or something. It's not that low, but it's like, but we tuned down. So let's, and I don't know if it's dropped or not, but it's like, it's might as well be because <laughs> Drop, it's dropped or not. Cause that's how simple, like the straight ahead, the songs were. So it was really, I had no interest in it. Uh, but he sounds really good on the old stuff is the thing he can actually, cause he can sing that. He's, he's a ridiculously good singer who chooses to sing, sing a lot really of terrible shit music. Yeah. But he doesn't do the thing from Rhapsody where he would do this, like the, like half step, like semitone wide vibrato. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he toned that down. And also he would do a lot of like scooping in Angra. He, would you say he semitoned down the semitone vibrato? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's that's what's going on next year. Uh, at least Labyrinth will be cool. Um, and Glory Hammer. What, oh, yeah. what so, day of the week is Labyrinth? Uh, Friday. See, but Saturday if they were really Saturday, bad. I would just show up for Saturday. I mean, you could just show up for Friday. Saturday is not. Yeah, good. but but I have to like. It's like get off work right like if it's saturday you just show up on saturday yeah. and like i don't want to take off work to see this garbage yeah but i don't know uh what did the yeah all right so that's the prog power <laughs> <laughs> i think that pretty much covers it ended up doing a couple, full couple hours anyway all right, anything else to add? Uh, I listened to The New Contortionist today. Okay, I it's, haven't listened to that yet. It's but. okay, but language was better. I'll check it out. We'll talk about that another time. All right, uh, I'm turning it off now.